Hello, and welcome to the DMV Business Show, a weekly show where we get to meet local business and community leaders in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. They get to impact their story and how they got there. You can expect to hear advice and learn about their journey and how they went from point A to point B. My name is Odo Sevilla, and I'm a commercial real estate advisor in the local DC, Maryland, and Northern Virginia area. I have been very fortunate to have worked with many amazing entrepreneurs and executives, from startup founders to international Fortune 500 companies. And one of the things I love about what I do is I get to form these great relationships with some interesting people. I get to know them and I learn about how it all started. And I love hearing a good business story. When I'm not working in commercial real estate, I just also happen to be the host of this show. So please enjoy and welcome to the DMV Business Show. Hello everyone, welcome to the DMV Business Show. I'm your host, Odo Sevilla, and today we have a very special guest for you, Alexander Granados from Precision Edge. He's the CEO. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it, uh, and happy new year. Happy new year to you too. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we go into the journey, I'd like the audience to get to know just a general idea as far as the business. What is Precision Edge? All right, so Prussian Edge is, uh, so I'm the owner of Prussian Edge, better known small business. Um, we're divided in two main areas. Um, we have an intelligence group. Uh, within the intelligence side, we focus on all analysis for the five major uh, intelligence community uh, customers. Um, so we support every, you know, everybody from DIA to NGA to Space Force uh, to Army, uh, and all the other uh, IC customers out there. Um, doing a lot of very cool things, everything from counterintelligence to human intelligence uh, to collections, the, the whole gamut um, and bringing in the technology. Then we have another group, uh, which is our research development engineering group. That customer-wise, our biggest customers are Navy, Coast Guard, uh, CBP, Air Force. Um, and to highlight the, the, the key things we do there are two main things. One is ISR intelligence surveillance reconnaissance. Um, we are one of the major contractors to uh, supporting the largest uh, government owned ISR platform out there, which is called Minotaur. Um, so every, every, all the work that on for the Coast Guard. So every single Coast Guard platform, air platform, uh, we are the ones to support uh, that platform, we do lifecycle support. And what lifecycle support on that platform means is everything from uh, front end hardware, software, and training. Well, I have a lab where we, you know, I have uh, a bunch of coders uh, working on this platform itself, implementation from running the wires to getting on the plane, setting all the hardware and software pieces of it, and also the training, and also the sustainment piece of it. The other part that we do is we work a lot with unmanned platforms. Uh, a highlight of un two highlights for unmanned platforms. One is we are the prime for uh, the Navy's Black Point program, which is a UAV that turns a UUV that turns into a UAV. That experience has allowed us to move forward. Now we're working hand in hand with task with the Navy's Task Force Fifty Nine. The first time the Navy has integrated. Uh, AI with unmanned platforms in a semi-permissive environment. 
Um, so they're taking everything from speedboats to UAVs to UUVs, integrating AI, integrating, again, bringing in our experience from the ISR platform, bringing it together. So we're leading that uh, effort, helping the government lead that effort out off of the fifth fleet. So big picture, that's who Prussian Edge is. Um, we're around 230 uh, individuals plus um, all over the US. Uh, a lot of our people, a lot of our team members are all, uh, uh, they all have TS clearances. Um, so it's fun. So that's, that's a little bit of who we are. Oh, that's great. Can't wait to get into all that. Are, are you originally Alex from the DMV area or where, where are you from? No. So Alex, Alex originally uh, grew up in the 305 in Miami. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I grew up in Miami, um, then went to, uh, went to school in Colorado, went to the Air Force Academy. So I bleed uh, blue and blue, uh, Air Force Academy, blue and blue. As you can see behind me, there is, there is a, a big helmet, Air Force Academy helmet. This is this is very dear and dear to my heart. I'm actually part of uh, the Air Force Academy's uh, endowment, so the foundation. I'm one of the board members uh, on there, so try to give back as much as possible there. Then I was an Air Force officer, uh, and then came after I got out of the Air Force, came to the DMV area, met my wife, and here I am. Oh, great. So all, I guess, childhood prior to college going to Colorado was in the 305 South Florida, Miami. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. How, how was it growing up in South Florida? It was great. It was great. Um, again, um, uh, my dad's Colombian, my mom's Cuban. Um, so a lot of Hispanics, uh, you know, he learned, my dad has his own business out there, learn how to, you know, that's where I started uh, learning of, you know, how hard it is but how important it is to run a business, uh, to be a good leader, um, work ethic. Um, so I had no love, love growing up in, in, in Miami. We go back often. I was from this area originally, but now a lot of her family lives down in Miami. So we go down quite a lot with, uh, with my three little ones and my wife. That's great. I'm actually heading down to Miami next week. Um, so I, I may have to ask you for some pointers and suggestions where to go visit. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned your dad, who is Colombian, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. He had his own business. So I guess you saw that growing up. I'm sure it wasn't government contractor, or was it? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. So I'm the first person in my immediate family ever to be in the military or be in the government or do anything with the government. So. <laughs> so how was that? I guess were you involved in the business? Were you helping out? I was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually a very, very cool story about my dad. My dad showed up to the U.S. He was a professional ballet dancer. Um, and then he had kids. He had two, but by then he had two kids, three kids. And he realized, okay, I can't dance for the rest of my life. So he uh, started his own business. He's a customs broker down in Miami. So, uh, you know, supply chain, customs brokerage. Uh, and he's had that business for 35 years. Wow. So, you know. So when, when he first started the business, I, I'll never forget. It was a Christmas and our Christmas uh, gift was the warehouse and a desk in the middle. And he goes, Hey, this is it. <laughs> um, so, and I, and I grew up working with my dad. Um, so I remember when I was 14 years old, I would get on a truck, the a smaller one, not the big, and sometimes in the big ones, but I would, I would drive, I would go to the airlines. Uh, but most importantly, I always saw how he treated individuals. 
uh, everybody in his ecosystem and how he treated everyone with respect, how he realized that, you know, those around you are more important than anything else. Uh, and respect is more important than anything else. Uh, so, and making sure that everybody got something from where, with, with what they were doing. And that's something that I learned and then I've taken, you know, I took it to the Air Force Academy. I took it as an officer. Uh, after the Air Force, I grew up in my commercial life at CACI Khaki, took that there, was able to lead through the, that example. Um, so for me, it was very impactful seeing what my dad did um, as a business leader as well. Sure. In, in, in high school, Alex, were you in JROTC or did you know you wanted to join no, the service? No, or? zero. Okay. Zero. Okay. I, I, played, I played sports. <laughs> uh, so, so nothing, nothing with the military at okay. all. My mom went to FSU, so I thought I was going to go to FSU. Uh, unfortunately, uh, back then, the U was a big thing. Uh, but, uh, but no, no, not, not nothing with ROTC. I would play sports and work with my dad. That okay. was uh, that was my life as 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 a high school student. Well, what made you to go? What made you decide to go to Colorado? So I think you know education. My dad pushed education extremely, extremely hard every day. Um, also, my stepdad was he was in the Air Force uh, at a point, um, so that that kind of piqued some interest. Um, and but education was the biggest thing um, for everyone. And so it was a great school. So my dad's like, hey, go, go to school where you'll have the best options. And definitely, I, I could have never made a better decision in my life than going to the Air Force Academy. When, when you go to Colorado, did you, did you already know as far as what major you wanted to go? or No, no, no not at all. Nothing, nothing. Uh, I was pretty good at math. I w- actually went through the prep school first so okay. uh, before going in. So I uh, went through the prep school. And again, had to get my SATs up, had to uh, get better at, at calc, chemistry, physics. <laughs> so one whole year at the prep school and then went into the academy. Um, yeah, but not, you know, I always liked business. I thought I was going to fly when I was at the academy. I thought I was going to fly till literally my senior year. Uh, and then my dad had some words with me. He's like, really? You're going to fly? I was like, yeah. He's like, eh, let's talk about this. So kind of deviated from there. And I became a contracting officer in the Air Force. So an acquisitions officer, per se. Uh, so that was my job as a second lieutenant. In the Air Force, you could actually, it's one of the only services that allows you to graduate from a service academy and go in directly into contracting. So we had around six people in my class that went into contracting. That's, I was one of them. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so you immediately go into yeah. contracting? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So I was a contracting officer as, you know, as second lieutenant. Dumb second lieutenant showing up. So a contracting job, I went to uh, Altus, Oklahoma, Southwest, beautiful Southwest corner of Oklahoma. Uh, that was my first duty station. How long were you there for, for a while? Two years. So, okay. um, yeah, so, but it was fun. It, it, it taught me a lot. Um, and I think, you know, the, you, you never, back then, I hated it. I was like, God, why am I doing con? Uh, but I'll tell you, it, it was, again, formative part of my life. Uh, where my commander pushed me extremely hard. I was, I was her second lieutenant. So she pushed me really hard to do, you know, to understand contracting and not just copy and paste and, and to, to think outside of the box, to think critically um, and, and to understand why we were there. And that's definitely helped me in this world, you know, first growing a business at CACI and then growing a business here. It's helped me grow uh, drastically. 
from Oklahoma then afterwards is your next step here at the Washington DC metro yep, area? Yep, okay. yep, 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 it came, yep, came over here. Uh, and then uh, after getting out of the Air Force, started working at CACI um, and uh, was with CACI for a long time. So I was in CACI for almost 11 years. Government contractor. Uh, yeah, I was a government contractor. Um, so I, I was a director out there, led one of their, uh, a P&L within uh, CACI. Um, and it was fun. You know, my, again, always having good mentors, good leaders around you is always great. Um, I had a handful of phenomenal uh, mentors at CACI who allowed me to grow. Uh, they said, okay, we're going to take a little different route with you. and just go build what you need to go build. And, and they trusted me and they brought me into their circle and allowed me to do that, uh, actually go out and, and, and build a business. So I acted as my own small business within a, a very large enterprise, which very much prepared me for my next step, which was here. What were you doing there specifically? So I led a lot of the professional services at CHCI. So I did a lot of VA work, a lot, a lot of OSC work, DOT, uh, smaller agencies, PBGC, FDIC, Congress, Senate, a uh, little bit of, of uh, IRS, um, Air Force, did a lot of Air Force work, some Army work. Uh, big, So big, I would say the biggest portfolios were uh, VA, DOT, smaller agencies, and OSD. How many people were in your team there? I think total we were almost, you know, 800 plus, almost 1,000 people. Okay. So. It was, it was a large organization. You were there for a while? I was, 11 years. Wow, okay. And then after that, you, you thought you, what you were thinking about, let me do this on my own, or how did that thought come about? So it's a, it's, it's, it's a fun experience. I left in 2016. I came to Prussian Edge to be the president of Prussian Edge. And unfortunately, the business at that time went through you know, a pretty big down. Um, and I found myself, you know, eight months later with an opportunity to buy the business. And I, again, having the right people at the right time around you, um, there was the gentleman who actually took charge of the business itself. Um, he gave me the opportunity to buy the business, to be the majority owner of, of Prussian Edge. Uh, still a great mentor and a friend uh, and, and colleague. Um, and so he gave me that opportunity. So July 2017 kind of took over all of Prussian Edge. Uh, and it's been great growth. You know, we were at that point, we were around 10 people, eight people in the back office around three people. We we're doing around $300,000 of revenue. Uh, finished that year around 3.2. The next year on 12. The next year on 30, 40. So we're, we're in between the $40, $50 million range today um, in, in less than five years, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but, but again, it's always having the right people around you, uh, those right mentors and somebody that believes in you. And, and again, um, this individual definitely believed in me and said, hey, look, let's, let's go do this. If you, if, you, if you could buy the business, I'll let you do it and, and I'll back you up as well. Um, and that's where I am today. And then also building you know, then getting more people around you that are very, very good, um, that could, that are smarter than you, uh, that are more agile than you. And that's what we've done here at Prussian Edge. We have a phenomenal uh, executive team. 
of, of, of individuals that understand the market, that understand what they do very well and has allowed us to continue to grow. Alex, that's amazing growth in just five years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. When, when you came in, you said in 2016, you, it was sort of going downhill. And then I think you said the opportunity presented in 2017 to possibly buy the business, which is what you did. What made you decide? Correct. Obviously, you're coming in and you know, it's going downhill. Some people are running the other way and trying to get off the boat, but you're not. You're putting on the life jacket. Let's go. <laughs> so what made you decide to? A lot of people say that. And, and, and one was, hey, I needed to bet on myself. I, I, I saw the opportunity. There was, there was enough in the business that I knew that I, could, that I could grow it. I understand the GovCon business very, very well. Holistically, mm-hmm. um, so the life cycle piece of it, I understand. So I understand the contracts, the finance, the customers. I've sold pretty much. You know, this sounds a little cocky, but I have pretty much sold to every government agency out there. Um, so I understand. I understand, and it doesn't matter if you're selling to the VA, if you're selling to the IA, if you're selling to the Air Force, the Army. Fundamentally, it's all the same, and 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 it's 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 doing the right thing and getting the right people in there. So I said, you know what, I I know that I could do this. Um, and again, having the backing from this gentleman also helped drastically. Um, and I said, you know what, I, this is the time I have. I'm not going to go back to CHI right now. So let let, let me. Let me jump on and go. And, and you know what? Eyes closed. I never look back. Now I want. That's great. Did, did you know going in that there, there might have been possibly an equity opportunity or ownership opportunity down the road? No, no. no. So coming in as a president, I came in as a president. I, I, there might have been some, but not a big stake. Sure. Um, I just wanted to go somewhere smaller. And, and literally, it started, started going down. It was going up and it started going down. On August 6, uh, 2016, the day that I showed up to Prussianet. So it's, again, it's, it's, it's the past, but yeah, it, it pretty much crashed the day I showed up. Oh, gosh. Um, and so, yeah, so it was, you know, I had two kids. I had a one year old and a three year old back then. And uh, now I have three, I have a three, eight, six, and eight year old. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was a little crazy, but. I said, you know, I have to bet on myself. I have to bet on the fact that I've done it once. I did it at CACI. Why can't I do it here? Mm-hmm. And again, putting the right people uh, in the right seats, uh, you know, setting up the right infrastructure, doing the, you know, again, doing the right thing for the customer has allowed us to grow where we're at today and be a trusted partner to the government. That was going to be my next question. You know, you came in and it was going downhill and, and the, I mean, going from 10 employees to now over 200, you said, I'm sure there were several yep. factors that you put in place for that amazing growth in such in five years. What are a few things you think that helped you that maybe they were doing things prior differently? And then when you came in and it just went that way. I think the biggest thing is really understanding this business. I don't think they were doing anything wrong. It was just, you know, when you don't really understand this business, you know, you, you could, Unfortunately, you can run this business like a normal commercial business. It's a little bit different. It's a, it's a different beast. Um, and it was just understanding the cycles, understanding uh, the nuances that, that go with running a, an actual GovCom business, uh, understanding the cycles of contracts, understanding the people, understanding the cycles of the people itself, understanding the, fi- the financial aspect 
of being in this space is it's it's completely different than anything out there. Um, so when you try to force fit this type of business into a commercial type of environment, it, it just doesn't work. Uh, and I think that was one of the biggest problems. Um, but we, we, we got it right. You know, we uh, first thing I did was hire a, a phenomenal CFO uh, who understood the GovCon business, not just a CFO who understood big pick, no, understood the GovCon business. And, and from there, and then uh, had our head of rd &E, who was one of the one of the founders of this organization, uh, he stayed on with me. I said, "Hey, look, let's stay on. I think it'll be very, you know, I think I think we could do this together." Uh, and he was also starting to get into this world. I said, "Look, you follow my lead. We we will take over the world." And 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 knock on wood that we we've, we've been doing that uh, effectively, efficiently, and with the win-win attitude, win-win for our teammates. Win-win, and when I say teammates, you know everybody in the Prussian Edge family win-win for our customer, and then at the end, Prussian Edge clearly has won. That's great. What drives and motivates you, Alex? I think the win-win the aspect. You know, seeing. You know, I, I tell everybody at, that in the Prussian Edge family, uh, my goal, what motivates me, is to create the next round of executives in this space. People that are honest people that have integrity, people that are hardworking, that are happy and that they're motivated. Uh, and it's funny because the last three, happy, positive, uh, and, and, and motivated, are the three things I tell my kids to say before they get off the car every morning when I drop them off from school. I'm like, hey guys, you better yell this very, very loud. We're happy, we're positive, motivated, and hardworking, and we have to hustle. And if I could continue to create a culture here about with that, again, our national security will be in good hands, our country will be in good hands, and this space will be in very good hands. So that that really does motivate me a lot uh, to be able to have the opportunity to create a culture like that, and and, and to develop individuals. We we spend a lot of time and resources on growing individuals. I'm not again, why are we a little bit different? We we do things in a different manner. We. I try not to always bring in individuals who have been doing the same thing somewhere else in another organization. I try to build individuals. So we bring a lot of young, extremely smart individuals into the organization and grow them, especially in the back office uh, and, and spend time, you know, training, uh, mentoring, growing so that they can be with us forever or they could be with us for one or two years, move on, but then they will be great people somewhere else within this ecosystem i love alex those three or four pillars you mentioned about motivation happiness and hard work and you even apply it and mention it to your children uh, i'm Every curious day. <laughs> did that come from you or did you hear it somewhere or no 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 it literally okay. came from me okay uh, the one thing i will tell you the win-win my team makes fun of me because i i i i I always, you know, that's my, my key and my catchword as a kid. It has to be a win-win. Well, we found out a couple of years back that, uh, not Pandora, uh, Panda Express, mm -hmm. they have the exact same thing. So they sent me one day, they were in the Panda Express. They sent me a picture that it was in the bathroom. It was like, oh, it's a win-win environment. I was like, I can't read this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, but no, that it, it really, I, I think it's the way I, I motivate myself. Um, I wake up and I'm, I'm going to be happy. Um, I'm going to be positive. Uh, and I'm going to hustle and work hard, uh, every single day, every single second of the day. Um, 
So I, I think it comes, it's that internal, for me, it's been that internal drive ever since I was a kid. Um, and, and I think now I'm, I'm putting it into practice personally, but then also trying to create a culture around that as well. I, I, and I love it so much because I do something similar. I have three children myself. And when I drop them off at school, I always say things like that because I, I agree. It, it, it all first starts here. And if yep, you can yep, control yep. the mind, that, that leads you. And I, I'm, I think it'll stick in them. I, I've seen it. So certain things I tell them does stick. And then they hopefully apply it or remember that throughout their yep. day. No, no, I agree. Yep, 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 yep. And, and again, I say it again. At the office, I say it all the time. I, um, I, I truly repeat that sometimes I'm like, Hey guys, I know I sound like a broken, you know, record, but this is it. You know, you will be successful with those three, four things. If you do that, then the rest is history, you know? Yeah. So you, you've mentioned your team several times already. And, and I understand, and I know the importance of having the right players and the right team members around you. How do you go about surrounding and, and getting that right team and putting the right person in the right seat in the bus? I, I think it's, it's one is trust. Um, you know, one, we've, I've been very deliberate on who I bring into my executive team. Um, individuals that first I have to trust, I have to like. Uh, and then second, the rest of the team has to have that same bind. Um, so it's not just Alex saying, hey, we're gonna go do X, Y, and Z. I try to make it as a team effort. Uh, for the most part. Um, so that's, that's one of the ways. Um, a lot of camaraderie between the executive team, which then permeates through the rest of the teams, uh, both at headquarters, but then everybody doing the hard work, which is being at the client site, uh, either sitting there, going to a client site and working your eight, eight, 10 hours, or getting on a plane, getting on a C-130, and doing a minotaur uh, uplift or doing, you know, coding on a C one on the back of a C one thirty or do, or you're doing any any different things. Um, I think that's that's the important part. What advice would you give someone whether they wanted to start their own business or maybe just go into a company where there's a lot of room for growth? Um, a few pointers and suggestions. Again, the, the, again, back to the broken record. It might sound crazy, but it's you know being happy, positive, and hardworking, uh, start with that uh, 100%. Worry about yourself, worry about what you're doing and how you get better, but also always look and see how you can make others better, right? How do you help others out there? Um, and if you do that, then you will automatically grow. Uh, be a person, you know, somebody, your word is your word. Uh, so follow through on that. Uh, it's very, very important as well with your colleagues, with your partners, with your client. Um, and, and, and show up every morning and like what you do. And the second you don't have that win-win, right? Because the win is holistically. The win is, are you having fun at work? Are you learning at work? Are you making money at work? Is that allowing you to take care of your family, which then there's a bunch of win-wins. Uh, when one of those starts veering off, uh, sit down and say, okay, well, what's going on? Why, why, why is that not helping me win? Uh, and try to correct, auto-correct, and move forward. Alex, I know you were in the Air Force for a while. Are there any, any specific habits or traits that you feel that have helped you on, on the individual basis, whether personally or in business? 
I'll tell you, you know, the Air Force Academy, very impactful for my life in many reasons. Uh, one, best friends of my life came from the Air Force Academy. Uh, second, time management. Um, if, if you look at a service academy, people are like, all right, so what's so different, you know, going there and going to a Harvard or a Duke or a UVA? The cool thing is that in those, you can go party every night, which we didn't. <laughs> but, but, but second, is it's the time management of things, right? You have to take seven classes every single semester. Uh, you can't stay up past 10 o'clock studying. So you have a set time to do homework for seven courses. And it's not, you know, at a service academy, it's, it's all mainly all engineering courses uh, or, or, or hard, you know, science, math, uh, critical courses that you have to focus on. And you have a set time to actually study, get ready, do homework. And if you don't manage your time right, um, it's, it's, it's game over. So that's time management has been very, very good. Uh, it's helped me drastically. I, I, I don't, when I see a task in front of me, I'm like, okay, I can figure this out. Um, so that's one. Uh, second, for example, the core values from the Air Force and from the Air Force Academy, that's helped me, you know, integrity first, service before self. That is very important. Uh, those things have allowed me to continue to grow both as a family member, as a businessman, as a leader, many. So those things, I've taken those things so hard and have helped me uh, through my uh, progression in life as, as holistically. You just mentioned time management and being the CEO of a 200 person plus organization. I'm sure you're getting pulled all different ways throughout the day. How do you typically like to schedule your days? I guess starting from the morning to, to where, whenever you end it. So I try to start with, I try. Sure. <laughs> I try to start with, with, with getting a workout around 530. Uh, you know, we just started, it's, we just started a new regime with my wife. My wife and I are just, she wanted to do some a 54 day challenge. So, but if I was not doing that, I'm getting on the Peloton um, in the morning, uh, take my daughter, one of my daughters now, because they go to different schools, take one of my daughters to school, get into the office by 7.45 and start my day. And I try to leave the first two hours of my day open because that's the time that I get to connect with everybody here at the office. That's when I go around and I ask everybody, hey, how's your day going? What's going on with your family, with you personally? You know, how's work going? And I go to a guy, I try to go around the entire office and try to get that from them to to have a connection so that i start and then it's i, I no longer have a schedule <laughs> it's not mine anymore. um the other thing that i try to do you know one of the things that's very important is ensuring that that i am still out there that that i'm engaging both with industry and with the government so i try to schedule you know at least three times a week a lunch with either some a customer or partner or somebody in industry uh, try to have breakfast either with a mentor, you know, at least twice a week, a mentor, a friend or a partner, and then dinner is going out there and seeing what's going on. Um, and then also spending a lot of time with the actual client and those employees that are actually doing the work. Everybody does work, but I'm saying those individuals that are getting that, that's where revenue is coming in. So engaging them as much as possible. It sounds like a good portion of your time, Alex, is communicating, interacting, whether internally with your team or externally with other partners or clients, right? Correct. Correct. I wonder, how did COVID affect you? Uh, we, like, 
very lucky. We've never closed. Uh, we've never gone remote. Uh, we've been here every single day. Okay. Um, the first month and a half, we had a smaller group of people here at the office. We had around seven people. And then May, June, July, it, it started progressing and everybody started coming back. Uh, we have a full house. Uh, we've never gone home, knock on wood. We've never had a break on in the office. And one of the things that I always told the team, I said, hey, look, um, we, I'm not telling anybody to come into the office or it's, it's, it's mandatory to come into the office. I'm going to be here. And the reason I'm going to be here is that the majority of those individuals, those that help, that pay for what we do every day, mm-hmm. um, because of the work we do, there's no telecommute. You know, in the Intel community, you can't work from home. And in the engineering side, you can't do something from home on a C-130, on a helicopter, on a cutter, uh, or a UAV. You have to go out and do it. So our people were operationally working every single day. I said it's, I personally see it unfair that we get to hang out at home, not hang out, work from home, Mm -hmm. and deal with that when those individuals, those other team members, family members of Prussian Edge uh, don't get to do that. Uh, You do what you want to do, but understand that whole thing. Um, And, and, you know, we're here every day. I'm glad you didn't miss anything. You didn't even skip the beat. Just continue as, as always. Never, never. Now, COVID has been stuck, but at the same business-wise, it's been very, very good for us. That, that's what I was going to ask, too. How did it affect, besides, obviously, the personnel, I understand there wasn't much change, but how did it affect business? Was there an improvement or the same or go down? No, we've, we've, we've continued to grow. Um, so it's been, it's been great. Um, okay. It's allowed us to focus more, to do go after bigger deals, more strategic deals, growing, grow the organization in different ways. Um, so it's, I, I, for us, fortunately, it's been very good. Well, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. What would you say is your biggest challenge in your role today at President Edge? I think our biggest challenge is, is human capital, um, human capital, especially out there. And I think everybody has the same kind of you know, problem where it's how do you, how do you ensure that you have an organization where it's it's really a win-win that everybody's seen the win-win and people are willing to stay stay around uh, when again there's not much flexibility to work from home, uh, more, especially with the more technical uh, opportunities that we have. You know, it's hard. It's hard to keep people where you know somebody else is going to come in and say, "Hey, look, we'll give you the same amount of money or maybe more, and you could you know be at your house and do this." Unfortunately, we can't. So, how do you create that environment to? you know, lure them in and then make it fun enough for them to stay here with the company. Uh, so I think that that is one of our biggest challenges uh, today uh, is doing that. We, you know, our recruiting team is phenomenal. Um, they, they, I will put them next to any company out there, large, small, whatever it is. Uh, they hustle like no other. Um, but still, it's, it's, it's hard for them. Uh, that is, that is an issue. And that's an issue that I, you know, it's not a solvable issue today. Um, it's an issue that we have to learn how to deal with it and how do we mitigate it as much as possible. Understand you can't fully, you know, de-risk that issue. Um, so. so if you find that person who wants to work from home, it sounds like it may not be the best fit then for the team. Correct. It's, it's hard for us. Mm-hmm. Again, our, our, our clients, you can't do the, the type of work that we do from home. Sure. What do you know now that you wish you would have known at the start of your career? 
patience. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that, that is what the biggest thing, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm very energetic, very little patience, um, but understanding that the cycle, everything's a cycle, uh, understanding life is very long, understanding that, you know, there's going to be bad days, uh, definitely bad days, understanding that those bad days are going to go away and better days are coming, um, and understand how to deal with those lows, uh, and understand how do you maximize the whale as well. So though that's that's a little bit of, of what I wish I knew back then, uh, or I had more back then, and that I have now. How do you deal with those lows? Because I'm sure as a business owner, it's it's not always you know sunshine and rainbows per se, and you, you do have those instances where you will hit some lows. Happy, positive, hardworking. There we go. Honestly, Always back no, to no. it. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you. you no, know, we've we've had some lows. Uh, uh, we we sorry. Uh, we we've had some lows, and um, it's, it's it's it has not been easy. Uh, and I wake up every morning. And I'm like, all right, you have two options. Either you don't do what you say. Every you know you preach to your kids, to your team, to be happy, to be happy, to be positive, to 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 be to work hard. Or you just drown yourself in this sorrow of holy shit, you know, where a contract is being, you know, defunded or we're, we're having issues with the contract. Go, let's go fix it. Let's not focus on the bad. Let's go focus on how do we get to a yes? How do we get through it somehow, some way? And that has really, really helped us here. It's helped me personally. Alex, through your career, have you had any mentors? And if so, what did you learn from them? As I was saying, you know, from, from, you know, very young ages, one of my mentors, my dad, uh, mm -hmm. taught me how to work hard, uh, how to, how, how to be honest, have integrity. Uh, so starting from there, it's just catapulted up, um, in the air force, had some really good mentors as well at CACI. If it wasn't for those individuals around me that mentor me, that allowed me to grow, that taught me, Hey, seared me the right way. Um, you know, Terry Rainey, Barry Wilson, um, Mr. Brown, uh, those are individuals that, that kind of help assisted with the shaping of who Alex is say. Um, and then now, you know, I try to go out there and, and, and talk to individuals every day. So business leaders, both that are in large organizations, mid-sized organizations and small organizations, my size or smaller to see what, you know, what are they doing? So, and I try to have a group of mentors to give me feedback. You know, those individuals that were my size, they grew, they sold those individuals that are my size and they're dealing with the same things. Those individuals that are, that I've ran billion dollar companies uh, and hear them on and understand what they're saying. And then also find individuals in here uh, within the team that could also give me some insights. Uh, so, so it's having not just one, but a group of mentors that allow you to shape, okay, your thoughts, your ideas, and hear them out. It's not so much my ideas, but hear their, their past experiences where you can learn from them. I love that. I always say, do not reinvent the wheel. Just get on that wheel, make it better. Yeah. <laughs> if you can pick one thing that have helped you and all the amazing growth you've had in the past five years, what would that one thing be? 
one thing that has helped me with the growth uh, and, 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 and I think is being a person of, of your word, mom, as basic as that, um, because then everybody comes around you um, and, and having the right attitude. Um, those are those are the two things that I would say is a very basic mm -hmm. a bunch of things that have allowed us to grow uh, and that we've done and that the executive team has done to allow us to be in the position we're in today. Uh, but I would say that though that is the main thing where you know you go out there and you you tell people you 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 believe in people, um, you respect people, and what you say is what you do. When, when you hear the word success, what is the first thing that comes to mind? What does it mean to you? For me personally, because what I've been back to, like I talked about my men, I would say integrity. You know, success is, hey, you're a person of integrity for the most part, uh, especially long-term success. That's, the, I would say, the first thing that comes in, in, into my mind uh, where, you know, success, yeah, it could be money, it could be, you know, many, many different things. Uh, but success, realistically, for you to get there, there had something had to be there to really be successful um, and not successful for a, a year, two or three, but long-term success. You know, coming to an end here now, Alex, you've had, you went from over 3 million, 10 people to now, I think you said, what, 40, 50 million, right? Correct over 200 people what does the next five years i just can't imagine the five years you went through what does the next five years look for you and the company you know very we're very again we're very fortunate to be in the space that we're in we're very fortunate to continue to provide phenomenal services to our clients uh phenomenal you know very fortunate to have a phenomenal team around us uh every pressure net employee uh is is great um extremely grateful for the, the executive team that we have. All that has allowed us to create this foundation where, you know, can we get to a billion dollars in five years? Uh, that, that's my goal. Uh, but realistically, you know, how, how, do we, how do we continue to scale the way we've been doing and not just leveling out? You know, one of the problems that you have in small businesses or businesses my, like our size is you know you you plateau very easily and it's very easy to plateau if you always think hey well you know you i made it here this fast you know we're the best of the best nobody else is better and you believe that that's where you lose you always have to think okay how do i get better who else out there is better and knowing that everybody else thinking hey everybody else is out there better so we work we need to work harder um having that is very important maybe making a couple of acquisitions going into different uh, uh market segments but yeah growth is 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 definitely at the at the spear of of, of what we're trying to do today can't can't wait to to see that one billion mark yes yes neither can i <laughs> alex when you're not busy working at the company what do you like to do for free time on, on whenever you have some time so realistically all i do free time is spending with my family um that is that's the key thing I'm, I'm here i spent a lot of time here in, in in these four walls uh at the office so i do when i'm not here i try to devote it to my family um to wife the kids uh and friends so that's normally what i do i try to golf uh but it's 
summers are the only times that when I don't have to take the kids to school or I have a little bit more leeway, that's the only time that I, that, that, that I'll golf. But golf is something that I really like doing. Uh, I, I, sometimes I'll get some good, good swings in. Uh, but that's, that's, that's really, yeah, that's it. So besides the family, I guess for fun, it's golf. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 Okay. When, when I get to go out there, uh, which is a couple times a, a year, uh, that is my, my de-stressor go walk. Sometimes in the summers, I have a really good friend who we do BD golf in the mornings. We'll invite a couple people. So we'll tee off around five fifty in the morning, walk nine holes and, get into the office by some by 30. So that's, that's always been fun as well. If people want to learn more about you and President, where can they go out and learn more information? Um, so our website, uh, you can contact me directly. Um, you know, it's, that's anything you guys, again, for me, it's very important to give back to this community, to the GovCon community. So call me directly. Um, so just send me an email and you, you could, LinkedIn is always a good, good way. Um, and I'll answer. Alex, thank you so much. I don't much have for an assistant. Uh-huh. I don't have an assistant. I, I do it all, you know, personally. So let me know. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. Okay. I love that. I don't believe. I don't believe in assistants. <laughs> not yet. One day I won't, but not. Not yet. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure when you hit the one billion dollar mark, you probably yes, may have. I might, yeah. I might. I might need to do that. Yes. Yeah. Alex, thanks again for coming on. Really, I had a great time. Hey, thank you very much for the invite. Uh, and uh, let's let's keep moving forward. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. Take care. Hey, take care. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review and comment and let me know what you think. Thank you, and I'll see you all very soon on the next episode.